I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. I'm Jess Gorman, and I'm a theater maker, and I'm also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... On The Introvert's Guide to, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. And you can find the, the web and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguide to stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide Two. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you but even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. I'm going to reveal a behind the scenes for our listeners because I've cut it out. I had to say my bit of that intro more times than I care to admit. I'm so full of ramen and sluggish, and that's my excuse. So forgive me for any flubs that I have to cut out of this episode. And if you want to hear those flubs, send us $100. <laughs> <laughs> I that out too. That's... Heck no. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you want those, you could just start doing a monthly support of this podcast, and we'll send you all the outtakes you might want. But that's not what we're here to discuss. We're not here to, to discuss our own embarrassment. Twice before we've covered this topic because I think it's a big one just for introverts in general. In fact, it was one of these instances that inspired me to approach you to do this podcast. And that is the topic of parties. <laughs> I believe that was uh, the question that you had um, on our first episode. You had said, so Jess, parties. And, and then you I said, there, oh, fuck. Yeah, there was a there was a pause there, just a beat of, of silence. And then the, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's, and I mean, it, actually, here's a, here's a real important question. We've been doing this podcast for uh, however many years it's been. And we've talked about parties twice before. Do you feel any more confident or prepared for parties than the first time we did one of these episodes. Um. Uh, okay, here's because I'll be honest. I don't. I feel the same every time I'm faced with a party. I feel exactly the same as I did the first time. I just want to be upfront about that. Totally. No, I'm the same. It's just I haven't been to a party in a few years. Like, I mean, there's been a whole like pandemic and also exactly. Night. Yeah, and, and a baby. Who wants to party with a baby? I'm sure. I can't, yeah. Babies, yeah. babies are kind of a party killer. Yeah, a little bit. You know, cute, but party killer. 
but not exactly it. Because everybody's always like, shh, don't wake the baby. And that's not really conducive. No, totally. To party, totally. Yeah. yeah. And then they're tripping all over the place and they look like little dinosaurs. I didn't walk. And you, were saying, you said they're tripping all over the place. I was like, who gave the drugs to the baby? I thought you meant like tripping balls. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> who gave the drugs to the baby? Oh, no. Maybe milk drunk, but that's about it. <laughs> milk drunk. The worst kind of drunk there is. Oh, they're they're worse than the, the early 20 drunk somethings, okay? Nothing, nothing worse than a milk drunk baby just slurring its words, swearing at everybody, smacking you in the face. We won't be going there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's been a long time. Like, you know, not to say I haven't been invited to parties. It's just, I just work a lot. I got stuff going on. Who's got, who's got the time? Yeah, absolutely. I just don't want to go. I, right. <laughs> Do you see how comfortable I look? <laughs> because you're not at a party. Damn straight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one thing that we're going to do a little differently this time than in the previous times is we're going to answer some questions. We're going to answer your questions anonymously. And uh, I mean, we're not anonymous, but your questions are, are, are not, those are anonymous. Uh, and we're going to answer those questions and uh, yeah, we'll see what we can all learn about parties. And listen, if you're at a party right now, listening to us, A, great party, B, I encourage you all to take a shot every time Phil flubs. I'm cutting those out so nobody will know. But actually, first off, if you're at a party right now and you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't want to be at that party. So do what I suggest. Grab your coat and just walk out that door. Don't say goodbye to anybody. Just go. No, smoke bomb. Smoke bomb. I want to know about it. I want to hear about it. I want to smoke the ninja smoke bomb. And then the smoke clears. Everybody's like, Where's Tom? I told you, I'm getting you a smoke bomb. Don't think I haven't been researching this. Just one? So I can only get out of one party. And I have to be there. So many stipulations. Yeah, it's a smoke bomb. They're expensive. (laughs) Are they? Anyway, because I don't know. I haven't done any research on it. Um, Shall we go to our first question? Let's. Short and sweet. First question. Is it normal for an introvert? To hate parties. Come on. <laughs> Listen, I know where this question comes from. I know where this question comes from because this question comes from, you know, being at a party, mm-hmm. hating it, and looking around, being like, "I am I the only person at this party who hates the fact that this party exists and that I'm at it?" Like, I know where this comes from. You feel so out of place. Like, you must be the only one that hates parties. No, totally. It's more so of a, listen, come on. If you hang out with us long enough, you will know you are not alone. Like That's absolutely absolutely not alone. And especially if you go back into our trove of episodes, which, little shameless plug, we go far back. You will know how socially awkward I am. (laughs) How many lies I use to get out of parties and just to not go out. Mm. Phil stays for a half hour, if that, and is out. But that's, I mean, to be fair, that is something I do for a party I feel I have to go to. And and I only go to parties for people that I really like. Like, if I'm at your party, even if I'm only there for a little while, 
I really like you. That's really nice. If 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 I don't go to your party, you might be okay. But you're not <laughs> one of my faves. If I'm at your party, I really like you. So however long I'm there for, take the compliment because it's all you're getting. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, no, I mean, this is how I do it. Like if I am feeling nervous about going to a party, which spoiler alert, I always am. When I show up, I only stay. I promise myself 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Stay for 30 minutes. And if you are really, if you're like crawling in your skull and you got to get out, you can go, but you have to stay for 30 minutes. And I usually end up staying longer. And, you know, the thing is, is that, of course, you know, we as introverts like to have our stimuli in the environment well controlled. You're at a party, you're not in control. There's too much going on. And, and that's, Sometimes it's a sensory thing. And mm-hmm. Sometimes it's 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 just you don't want to be around that many people, and that's totally understandable. And it's okay. It's not mm-hmm. strange. It's it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the answer is, it's perfectly normal <laughs> for introverts to hate parties. For the most part, we all do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even our own parties. Ugh. At my own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> were you trying to figure out how not to have a wedding? Were you like, hey, do we have to do this whole party thing? Can we just say that I do and then bug out? Can I do the Iris goodbye at my own wedding? Do you know what we did to keep the party minimal? Well, I know that you had everybody sitting at like a long picnic table. No, we, we did that. But like we just no shots allowed at the party. We advised the bar, said no shots. It's just, it's an open bar. It's fine. You can have as many drinks as you want, just no shots. Is it as, and speaking as a non-drinker, I assume then that it's the shots that make people go stupid? Yes. Yes. Every wedding I've been to, it's always, you'll see the bartender lining up like 10 shots of like vodka or tequila or something. Oh yeah, exactly. So that's where I was like, it's not getting crazy. We're cutting this off at a decent time. I want to be a week. I went and I just want to get back to the hotel room to take my dress off. Really? I mean, really? Do you know how many buttons were on that thing? I can only imagine. I wasn't there, so I can only imagine. But, I mean, the whole thing is, so many times you see somebody pouring the bread and groom into a cab, like at the end of the night, and you're kind of like, and and then the next day everybody's like, ooh, how was your wedding night? And they're just like, shut the fuck up. I'm so tired. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. And by the way, our friendship, when when Phil says he wasn't at the wedding, it's not that Phil wasn't invited. Did I not say to you, hey, listen, I'm planning an impromptu wedding. Yeah, absolutely. You did. You are, I, was, yeah, I was invited. 100%. The, the difficulty was I don't drive and you don't live in the city. <laughs> but then it was also like, a, look, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you were also like, listen, I know, introvert, you don't have to. Don't. We'll see you later. <laughs> All right, here's another question. Okay. There is a huge birthday party of a friend coming up, and I'd really like to attend and actually have fun, not just sitting alone in the corner. The problem is there will be a lot of strangers. How can I be outgoing and forward? Do you have to be outgoing and forward? That's an excellent question. Yeah. But why? Where does that come from? That feeling of a, a, you need to be the center or keep up with the energy? You don't have to. You were yeah. invited to be at the party for who you are. You're fine. 
Yeah. And also what's, what I find interesting about the whole thing is the idea, like, yes, there will be a lot of strangers, but obviously you know people. There's no reason why, listen, if you know a bunch of people, or if you, even if you know one person, you can just attach yourself to that person and just sort of like stand with them. Everybody needs an outgoing introvert. Every every introvert needs an outgoing extrovert to stand next to at a party so that that extrovert can do most of the work and you can just bask in the fact that they are there. You know, and if you really don't know anybody except for the host, I would always ask if it's okay to bring a plus one. Sure. Like if you've yeah. got a friend who maybe wouldn't mind tagging along, who is that extrovert friend who doesn't mind going to parties and your host is okay with it. Provi- again, the host has to be okay with yes. it. I'm, I'm, let's not bring strangers that the host No, no, no. Know, Don't bring right? strangers. Yeah. Don't bring strangers. But also, I mean, even if you can't bring a plus one, if you do know people who are there, um, mm-hmm. it, and it's always good to know who's going to a party whenever possible. That's why I really enjoy the Facebook invitation to a party so that I can look at all the people who say they're going to be there. And I can be like, I know them. I, I know that I know that person. Oh, oh, I know them. And I can be like, okay, at least there's got to be some people there that I can talk to. That's a good idea. I like. I never used to do that until you told me, until this podcast. I learned something. There you go. And it's, 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 it's I mean, sometimes those people don't show up, but you know, they got you in the door and then you stay for 30 minutes and if you're not having a good time, you leave. Absolutely. So here's my favorite, my favorite of these questions, because I think you know what my answer to this is going to be. Oh, Question. Is it okay to leave a party without telling anyone? <laughs> okay, so Phil loves his Irish goodbye. The man loves an Irish goodbye. I do. I do. I, I need to make my rounds. I. It's all up to preference. If you're comfortable leaving without saying goodbye, that's Okay. I have to ask you about doing the rounds. I have to ask you about that because the reason I don't want to do the rounds uh-huh. is because when I say, when I, when I'm like, I think it's time for me to leave this party, I am already done. I'm already like, I, I'm done talking to people. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm no longer a smiley face. I'm just like ready to go and just scowl on the subway or the bus or whatever. I'm just done. So the idea of going around and talking to all the people that I already spoke to that night to say, hey, bye. And then it takes an additional 45 minutes for me to get out. No, thank you. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you exactly where it comes from. The Irish goodbye. I used to think it meant the opposite because I am Irish. I am like first gen Irish. It took 45 minutes to leave. Because you had to go around the room and say goodbye to everybody. And everybody talked. (laughs) Believe me, I was in so much pain as a kid because you would be like doing that slow walk out the door saying, bye, gotta go. And they're still talking and you're getting into your car. You're closing the door. They're still talking. Yeah. That was me as a kid. So now what I do... I take it about a half hour from when I'm ready, you know, to start packing up. If I'm ready to go in a half hour, I'll start my goodbyes then. So that way, that's smart. I'm I'm ready to go. That's what I had to grow up with. So when someone said it's an Irish goodbye, I'd get ready for like an hour of goodbyes. But meanwhile, I found out it's people just leaving. I'm like, where did that come from? Where was that when I was a kid? What's interesting is that depending on where you are from, it has a different name. Hmm. 
it's the it's either the it's the Irish goodbye, the French leave, leaving the English way. It just depends on where you are, and and that's I think personally I think that it's like if you're in England, it's the Irish goodbye because you're like those Irish they're rude or whatever. But I don't care. I love my English leave, my Irish goodbye, my French leaving the French way, whatever you want to call it. It's just because you know the best part about it is that you can do it and. You've already been there. And by the time you're leaving, most people are a few sheets to the wind anyway. And yeah. so nobody notices that you're gone. They know you were there. And that's the important part. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. My work loves to have parties. From Christmas parties to Halloween parties to birthday parties, it never seems to end. And I always feel like I have to go. How can I bail on the party without seeming rude? Or is there no way out of going? Oh, you know, if your work throws that many parties, they can pick one that's really important mm -hmm. that you attend. And that is it. You get your cap. If it's and, and usually it's the Christmas party. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that's the one. So I would suggest picking that one. Anything else? is extra i think it's optional yeah um, for sure. i find i found that that's an unpopular opinion apparently apparently a lot of people disagree you should be going to every one of those parties hell no you are not obligated it you know one of the things depending my answer will depend on 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 how the party is structured for like the holiday party it's usually a more formal event and so you go home and you get changed and you go to either the office or the location it's decorated and all that sort of stuff so there's like a separation between the work and you get fancied up. Some other parties start when the work day ends. Mm -hmm. And for those, I do the 30 minute thing. Like I'm there. I say, you know, do like, you know, I talk to people and then I just grab my coat and I go. That's it. Like you were there. You don't have to stay for the whole thing, especially if it like, you know, if it ends, at, if, if it starts at five, just like do your thing and like. Go around, make sure everybody sees you, say hello to the people that you like at work, and then, like, just bail. There's nothing that says you have to go to every party and stay for the whole thing. And really, there's nothing that says you have to go to every party. Mm-hmm. That's right. The one... So, you know, you should always go to the holiday party. Mm -hmm. And if, like, the boss has a birthday and they have a thing, you should probably go to that. Yeah, I guess. But that's just early on in your career. Like, I... When I started at my current job, like two days after I started, so like it was the day after my first day, it was the boss's birthday party. And I was uh -huh. like, I have to stay for this because like I started yesterday. Oh, so God, I have yeah. to be seen to be at this thing. I hated it because I was already tired from learning. And then um, it was just, it was, like I hated it. But it's so important to just l decide which parties are important to you. You know, I'm kind of lucky in that everybody works remotely in different cities see <laughs> see this is the thing is now this is this is then the that was then this is now because now all of these things happen online oh what a time to be alive and i don't go to those we don't have like online parties we have like gatherings sometimes but i don't bother yeah. No, I know, because they're so silly. Like, they really I, are. Who wants to be on camera? It's silly, but also it's like, it's not really a party because you can't actually have a conversation 
the way you can in a real party. In a real party, you like walk over to somebody, have a conversation, and it's private. In one of those rooms, everything you say, everybody is listening to, so everything is presentational. So it's not a real party. It's just a bunch of people pretending to have fun. Yeah. So silly. I know. <laughs> this is the real party here. I know. This is the party. This we know how to party. Fun. We know what we're doing here. We know how to have fun. And fun involves not going to your party or to that party. No, fun involves not going to a party that you don't want to be at. And that's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to as far mm-hmm. as parties go. Just yeah. go to the party that you want to go to. That's it. Yeah. That's the point of a party. You I mean, have to want to be there. I think the easiest party is actually the Halloween party, especially if you were, my office was a, dr- everybody gets dressed up party. Or okay. kind of office. So everybody on Halloween, they took they were so serious about Halloween in person. Everybody got dressed up. And sometimes teams would do like a team costume. Everybody would do it and it would be this thing. And then afterwards, you just sort of hang out for a little bit. And then you just leave. And there's candy. So <laughs> oh, it's really easy okay. to stay, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I want me to stay. Put out candy. I'll be by the candy bowl. I'll just be over there by the giant candy bowl. Just like constantly going like this, putting to pick up a handful. Oh, no, yeah. I don't do that because you got to take the wrapper off. Take, you know, take the wrapper off, put it in. You take the wrapper off? I mean, I just figure just for the, my digestion. You know what? Leaving the wrapper on is a young person's game, and I am not a young person anymore. <laughs> not, not saying a word. Not saying a word. Great. <laughs> so here's one. I got, in, I got invited to a party, but I only know the hostess. I know I need to get out of my comfort zone, but I just hate walking in alone to a party. Mostly a cool kid's party, and I'm not especially exciting. Do I go on time or go later once everyone is buzzed? I feel like there's two parts to this this question, right? Yep. Yep. I was just about to say that. There's two things you can do here. Two little parts. What were yours? I want to hear yours first. So first off, do you need to get out of your comfort zone? I mean, that's my first question is, do you think, are you, do you feel like you have to get out of your comfort zone because that's what people tell you you need to do? Or do you feel like you actually have to get out of your comfort zone? If you were feeling like you need to get out of your comfort zone because people tell you that you need to get out of your comfort zone, then you don't need to get out of your comfort zone. If you feel like you're missing something and you want to go, then by all means, but don't be pressured by people who are, who just tell you what they think you need. I remember years ago, and this is going to sound like a little bit of a winding road with a story, but I remember years ago going bungee jumping. I wanted to go bungee jumping and I, I was nervous. I was so nervous. I wanted to go though. I wanted to get up and it was really great. And I had a friend who felt they had to challenge themselves too. and They felt that they had to go And when we got to the top, I still wanted to challenge myself. I still wanted to do it. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. But the person who was with me suddenly felt, I don't need to get out of my comfort zone. I made it this far. I think I'm okay. I could have had one of two responses. I could have said, no, you're up here. You're going to do it. You're going to do this with me. You're going to be fine. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Or I could have been the supportive friend and just said, that's okay. Exit's that way. I'll just meet you down at the bottom and I'll tell you how it was. Yeah. 
It's none of anybody's business how you choose to grow. Only you can tell yourself how to grow. If you want to go to this party, like Phil said, to challenge yourself and and just to go have fun, do it. That's a great way to get out of your comfort zone. But how are you going to have fun with all of that pressure just lingering over you of if I'm having a good time the right way? There's no right way. Yeah, absolutely. I also noticed that the, they said it's mostly a cool kids party. Mm-hmm. And the question is, yes, maybe it's the cool kids party, but do you like them? Do you Honestly, want to be friends with them? Do you want to be with them? Do you want to spend time with them? If the answer to that is no, then don't even bother going. I think it's like it's 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 a lot of that old pressure that we used to put on ourselves and we never asked ourselves, you know, if they're not my friend, what is it exactly that I'm losing? Yeah. I I you know, and even as an adult, like when you'd be on these, you know, festival circuits and it was all like, you know, the more popular artists that were all hanging out together and you weren't in their circle, you'd feel like rejected in some way. But then you'd have to ask yourself, like, I'm doing my own thing and I'm comfortable. I do I want to be over there? Not really. I'm all right. So it's it's okay to feel that way, but it's also okay to not be a part of it. Yeah, you really have to examine like what are you hoping to get out of the party? Mm-hmm. Are you, you only know the hostess. And if that's the case, are there people going that you want to know? And are they, are they people that you want to spend, spend a bit of time with? If you only know the hostess, especially if it, you can always like, if you only know the host or hostess, you can always offer to, if it's a birthday party or whatever, you can always offer going out for coffee or something like that. You don't have to go to this party. And also just to go back to the, should I arrive on time or arrive late when people are- I was are... just going to get to that. It's... Please go do. ahead. No, no, please do. Because there's two things to keep in mind here. Mm. Two very important things to keep in mind. One, if you go, if you go early, and again, I'll talk about my going early thing in a second. But if you're there at the early part of the, of the party, then it usually there's fewer people there. And it's easy to have some easy conversations with the people who are there because it tends to be like one-on-one and not a huge group. If you wait until later and you wait until everybody is buzzed, if you wait until everybody has had a few drinks and they're loud, first, the cliques for that party are already formed. Second, um, everybody is, 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 is already loud and overwhelming and none of those conversations that you could have had are going to be possible because of the volume of the party. Now, here's my theory of arriving early because I am a chronic early person and I am working on that. And I've been working on that for a long time. Like I've said it before. If you tell me that this party starts at eight o'clock, I'm in the neighborhood by 730. I'm not at your door at 7.30. I'm like, is there, are there shops? Are there stores nearby? I'm sort of like window shopping, walking. Is there a coffee shop? Maybe I'll go in there and grab a coffee and sit down for a second. But I'm in the neighborhood. And if there's none of those things, I'm just sort of like walking around the area before it's time. And then I go to the party at 8 o'clock. I'm working on being later. And the latest I've been able to do is like 8.15. But... 
what I find is there's things that you get to do when you're when you're early is is you can have some time with the host who's your friend. You can offer to help them set up if things are not quite ready yet. And if they are ready, you can have a lovely little conversation with your friend and anybody else who happens to come early. And mm-hmm. then if you feel like saying you can, when things get loud and rowdy and everybody's buzzed. But if you come at the end, if you come later when everybody's already drunk, there's hardly any chance to have a conversation, hardly any chance to 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 have to be seen. You're basically going to be standing in a corner while a bunch of drunk people have loud conversations around you. Yeah, and that's the thing is when it's the stereotype that introverts need in-depth conversations, but I think in this case it rings true because if that's really not your scene to begin with or you're not comfortable having an alcoholic beverage in front of people you don't necessarily know, that's already going to limit the good time. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's not necessarily to me about having the... What was it that you said? You said about the, like, arriving and having the... Oh, the in-depth conversation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be an in-depth conversation, although we do like those. But it's not small talk. That's right. And so you can only have that when it's, you know, a, a small group of people. And so that's when you can actually find out how your friend is doing rather than later on where if you can, if you can be heard through the noise of the rowdy party, you will probably hear, I'm okay, or whatever their answer is, rather than hearing about whatever it is that you were actually interested in hearing about. Totally. Yeah. I have one more question. Okay. This one, I, I feel like this one is going to, it's going to, like, your back is going to go up when we get to the end of this question. Okay. <laughs> so here's the question What do you do when you have an overly judgmental colleague who notices you don't attend the annual office party, adamantly dismisses your reason for being an introvert as an ailment that needs to be fixed, and embarrasses you in front of everyone if you do go to the party? Like, if you show up, you get a, why don't you sit down and eat with us? Or look who showed up. What do I do about it? Yeah. <laughs> There's Aside a few from, things I'd like to do. From dropkick your colleague into tomorrow. Absolutely. Like, But HR might have something to say about that. Uh, like, you know... There's a big conversation happening right now that I'm glad is happening is how to lay out your boundaries with people in in a direct way, but keeping it polite. And it's it's really tough to have that conversation with a colleague and tell them, hey, listen, that kind of embarrassed me. I it takes a lot for me to do this. That can put you in an, you know, particularly unsafe situation in a lot of cases. I my answer always changes for this because sometimes I feel like I'm not even sure how to approach it because I already had that issue with families at parties and it was really tough to overcome. And a lot of the times it would just be a, well, you know something, I'm really glad I'm here now. So thanks. And then I just don't really engage in conversation that much with that person. But I feel that I struggle with this. And if it's a colleague and somebody I have to see every day at work, 
I don't know, like my my perspective shifts on this person. They they've just kind of shown to me that they're not really a a trustworthy or safe individual. Uh, so I I struggle with this one, frankly. Yeah, they're certainly not a trustworthy individual. They're certainly not no. somebody that you want that you you wouldn't choose to spend time with this person, mm-hmm. which really can help you to deal with the fact that they're saying these things because this this way that they are talking to you means that they don't respect you. And you probably don't like them all that much. So who cares what they think? I mean, that's one way to look at it. Who cares what they think? (laughs) Exactly. Sometimes, I don't know. I mean, it's such a difficult thing to deal with because in a work environment where you have the whole HR situation, that's, that's a problem. Is this, does it border on harassment? If it does, maybe consider a conversation with HR. But sometimes if I'm being embarrassed by somebody, like if I don't go to the party, and they're like, well, why couldn't you go to the party on Friday night? And I might try to be like, well, wasn't feeling well, but I don't want to describe my diarrhea to you in depth or something like that, just to like shut them down, just to be like, just stop. But if they're like, oh no, you're just an introvert. Like the idea of the introvert being some kind of ailment that, that just needs some kind of like exposure therapy to fix it just enrages me because I think it enrages me because of how often we've both heard of that. Right. And I just have no patience for it. So like I'm, if this person is like, why don't you sit down with us? I would pointedly sit somewhere else. I would grab a plate of hors d'oeuvres, look at this dickwad and just sit someplace else on purpose. See, that's the thing is like when we do this podcast, because we try to give advice that's, you know, just just well-rounded and it's, you know, we're just trying to be as helpful as possible. But, yeah. You know, that's the thing is you don't owe anybody an explanation. No. And if you don't want to be around this person, you don't have to. And sometimes no, to, no is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. Like the answer to why were you at the party is... I didn't want to go. You can also say, I was too tired to go. I had things to do this weekend. I couldn't stay. Like, honestly, there are so many things that you could say, none of which are this person's business. Can like I, Jess says, no is a no is a complete sentence. Can I just give a moment of when I gave a really good comeback? Oh, please. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was years ago when I used to work clothing retail. And I remember the whole the whole gang was having like a big bonfire party and I just did not want to go. It was not my thing, right? And I never went to any of the parties. And one of the one of my coworkers who was, I'm gonna put it politely, was a bit of a mouthpiece, did the whole, oh, why weren't you there? Oh my gosh, you're like you're just one of those like little point dexter nerds and like you just didn't want to go. No, I <laughs> so he said it asked it again. He's like well, why didn't you go? And I just said without skipping a beat, I was like, I found out you were there and you're annoying. And I just walked away. That That's... was it. It was really good. It was really short and sweet. And I just walked away. And it was just, didn't know what to say. Didn't talk to me after that. So I guess I won. Yeah, you won. <laughs> I did. Now, this person saying that you're such a poindexter really does date when this happened. Right. We'll talk about that. Oh, no. Oh no. 
<laughs> I don't think the kids are saying Poindexter anymore. One of us. One, yeah. of us. <laughs> One thing that I will say is I can't think of a more miserable experience than being at a bonfire party. I love bonfire parties. That's the bad part. Do you know I what? I, to go. Okay. I want to tell you about why I think bonfire parties are the worst. Oh, no. Why? Bonfire parties are the worst because usually they're out of the country somewhere. Yeah. And I don't have a car, which means that I went there with someone. And that means that when I'm done at this party... I cannot choose that it's time to leave. I am stuck there until the person I went with decides that they want to leave. And so I am stuck in the country. I'm a city person. I don't want to be in the country in the first place. And second of all, I'm stuck at a party that I'm ready to leave and I can't do it. See, that's a logistical reason to hate it. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, I'm I'm like the I'm a half city half country person. Uh-huh. So I I can I can be in either or. I like where I live now because it's a nice little middle ground. It's I got the outdoors and I've got nice and you know walking areas, but I've got that city feel to it, which is nice. However, I can understand the logistical reason of not wanting to go. But when you're there, do you not like, you know, the fresh air? Not hearing sirens in the background. Come on now. Nice hot beverage and listening to music. I'm going to tell you about one of the reasons why I don't like the country. Oh, good it's lord. I have asthma and allergies. I have since I was five. And oh. the country and I do not get along. <laughs> oh my gosh. Rue the day I I actually had my wedding <laughs> in the middle of you're gonna be like you're like hey we're having a wedding it's a bonfire wedding and I'm like wait are we sacrificing at your wedding is that what's happening a bonfire <laughs> wedding is this one of those weird weddings where you sacrifice the bridal party at the end because I don't want to be at one of those that's terrifying yeah but like I would actually make sure that like all the logistics for you were taken care of you've got a shuttle you've got your hotel it, it's it, it would be all taken care of all of it yeah but I, I'm just not into the the second no you're, <laughs> you're not and that's okay I, it's like you're it's like ah uh, tonight the couple is married now we sacrifice the bridal power <laughs> the bridal party to the flame <laughs> you see, the worst part about what you're saying, though, is that I was planning a pig roast for the Wow. <laughs> see, a pig roast is different. That doesn't have to be a bonfire. That's like a barbecue. It's a big barbecue. I I imagined barbecue, but like what you're suggesting is I imagined barbecue immediately. <laughs> I was imagining Except a different it's... kind of terrifying barbecue. Like and mid sewer see... level barbecue. And now I get that with my the bridesmaids, but... Yes, yeah, there you go, there you go, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wanted to put something out there for the introverts who have to throw a party. The ones who want to be the host, okay? Here's the best part. You do not have to have a big party. You do not have to have it in your house if you don't want. 
And you also don't have to have it where everybody is just drinking and listening to music. You can have theme parties. You can have a, one of my favorite parties that I ever attended is one that I ran. No, it was not my wedding. That was my favorite day for a different reason. But one of my favorites was it was a very small group. It was only five of us. And it was for a CD release of a band that we all loved. And everybody just shut the fuck up the whole time. The whole time, everybody just shut up. And we listened to the album. And the only thing that we did was maybe just look around the room every once in a while like, oh, it was so good. That's so good. And that was it. That was it. And you know how we did that? We all put headphones in. Nice. That was it. Yeah, we just put headphones in. And then when the album was done, we all had a drink. We all laughed, had fun, and everyone was out by nine o'clock. Perfect. I was a chef's kiss. I would occasionally look full. A number of years ago when I, I had a larger apartment. And this is like maybe, well, maybe 10 years ago. Anyway, I had, yeah, it was 10 years ago. I would have people over. And do you remember the video? Have you ever played the, the video game Rock Band? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we would have people over and we would play Rock Band and we'd take turns. Somebody would sing, somebody would play the guitar, somebody would play the bass, somebody would play the, the, the drums. And it was a, it was a, it was a, it was so much fun. And it was just everybody doing this, this fun thing together. And that, that was, was my kind of party. But that was a really big trend at the time too. Was the yeah. rock band parties? Everybody yeah. had them. I've gone to a few. Even Guitar Hero. That was a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun. And and you don't have to be having conversation because everybody's just playing the video game and being loud. Absolutely. <laughs> do you have more? Do, do you have more tips? Uh, I think that was it. Because okay. I thought about it. Well, when I was thinking about the tips, I was like, listen, introverts are going to throw really simple parties. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing is, is you know, I've mentioned before, if I have a party, say I want to have people for my birthday, I know what number of people I get comfortable after. So I invite that number of people. One year, I just had a bunch of people over. We played board games in my place. And that was great fun. But it was yeah. it was a very low key kind of party. I think my friend wanted to throw a party once and they wanted to actually have a like a big like lots of music going have drinks and but the problem was is that they just didn't want it to run late so what i did to help is i found a local like bar that had a band playing and i was just mm. like why don't you book off a big you know party table have it there and then when you're ready to leave everyone else can just stay it's like it's having it at a public place is not a bad idea either yeah yeah I used to work at a years ago. I worked at a bar, and it was a it was a goth bar, so it was all industrial music and things like that. Um, and uh, at one point, one of the DJs was like, "I know how to get people out of here at the end of the night. I'm going to play disco music." <laughs> but that backfired because they would play like they would play the disco music, and more people would dance during the last song than for the rest of the night. And it was it was like okay, so. It's the big finish would be to play the disco, play like the Bee Gees staying alive and everybody would dance and then the lights would come on. And everybody would get their coat and go. See, it used to be really cool to hate on disco, but disco was cool, man. Not back in the day, maybe. Whatever that was, 100 years ago. What was that, Phil? Stop. <laughs> the answer is just over 50 years ago. 
<laughs> Sorry, just under 50 years ago. Thank you very much. I wasn't even a twinkle in the sky. <laughs> I know, because I'm old. Oh my gosh, my parents weren't even together yet. <laughs> I hope you're happy. I hope I that hope was, you are I hope this makes you so very happy. I that really was a that was a that that laugh was a cackle. It was oh, I know. Oh, I know. It was my villain laugh. <laughs> You've entered your villain era. That's it. Just in that moment, she entered her villain era. Do not ask me to roast you at a party. No, never, because she'll actually put you in a bonfire. Um, I will. <laughs> so, did we learn anything aside from learning about your villain era? Oh yeah, here's the origin right here. I, you know what? I did. We have gotten so many requests to revisit parties. Mm-hmm. How many times have we put it off? Going, no, we've done like two episodes already. This yeah. is our third time. But you know what I've learned about our demographic is that it's no matter how much advice that we can give, it the rest of it is really up to you. You have to filter what works for you because even if Phil and I give you, you know, well, you have to say what you need, or you know, you don't have to challenge yourself if you don't want to. I've learned that no matter how many times we talk about this, it's a struggle and it's a valid struggle and it comes down to to nuance. It does. And it's it's nuance that we should be continuing to talk about. So I think I've learned to stop resisting these topics because they're so needed. They are so needed for us and and we need to support each other and we don't want to resist parties or opportunities but at the same time we have to think about what we need and what's going to make us feel good at the end of the night and if that's not good growth it's not worth it right no and it is a journey we're all on a journey about living in a world that seems like it's constructed for extroverts and so in that world this this issue of parties is always coming up and so we all, it doesn't matter how many times Jess and I, for example, have told you it's okay not to go to the party. That doesn't change the pressures around you that are, that, that encourage you, like, like Jess was saying. So follow your journey and, and, and learn how to say yes and when to say no, what works and what works for you. Cause we're not always able to, we can't always do what we want. We can't always get what we want. We can say what we want, but, um, there's other people around us who put pressure on us. And sometimes friend groups have a dynamic and you need to go to the thing, do what you can to survive it and, and just do your best. But remember, you're on a journey like we all are. For example, like remember, Jess and I still aren't comfortable with parties. We've covered this topic three times now and we've been doing this podcast for I don't know how many years and almost at 100 episodes, by the way, and we'll hit our 100th episode in July. And by the way, if you have an idea about what you'd like us to do or what, what we should do for our 100th anniversary or our 100th episode, let us know. But we're still, after all this time, struggling with the idea of parties. So we're all trying to figure it out. Listeners, as always, I just want to remind you that Jess and I do this podcast. We give you this podcast for free. We don't have advertising. We don't have sponsorships. 
And we're happy to do that. We love giving you this podcast. We love doing this podcast and we love the community that's forming and has formed around this podcast. That said, even though we give it to you for free, there are costs involved with putting together a podcast. For example, we have to pay for a website. We have to pay for a place to to host the files that can deliver them to the place where you're getting the episode from. All of these things cost money. We even have to pay for editing and all this sort of stuff. If you like this podcast and you feel like you've gotten something out of it, please consider supporting it. There's a link to do that in the show notes, which you can find on the website or in your podcast app. You can give us a one-time donation, or if you feel like it, you can donate monthly. And if just four people gave us $5 each month, we would cover the cost of the hosting for this podcast alone. But even if you can't afford to support this podcast, the best support is listening, and we are thankful that you're here, and thank you for, for listening this week. 